0: You in now
1: to the LBX Daily Show,
0: brought to you by the LBX Collective,
1: your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll with your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. <laughs> All
0: right. Hey, everyone. Uh, it's Tuesday, December 5th. Uh, it's getting closer to Christmas every single day. It's like, think of us as your advent calendar. You never know what's going to be inside. You just got to open the door and just like brace yourself, right?
1: <laughs> yep. And uh, my favorite advent calendar is the wine calendar. And I finally got one this year. I got it early enough. So I've been enjoying a daily oh like little mini split of wine, right? You know, It's like one glass of wine, but you know, oh, never know, never know what kind of wine I'm going to get.
0: Oh my gosh. I think I need to go hunt one of those down. I can catch up uh, this weekend and drink like the first five bottles. of Exactly.
1: Exactly. It's and only it's right. like, that's only be like a whole bottle of wine. It's not that big of a deal over a weekend, right, but exactly. um, th- my only complaint about that is yeah. that the, when you get a white wine and it's like room temperature, Oh right. Like I can't drink it right away. So my other thought was like I could put it in the fridge, the whole thing. But one, that's a really big box to put in the refrigerator. And two, then I also then end up with like really chilled red wine, which I also don't like. So I'm kind of like stuck. So I've been I've been poking them out early in the morning, seeing what bottle of wine it is now. And then it's I put sticky. if it's white, I put it in the fridge so it's chilled for the end of the day. So that's that's why oh, yeah. my okay, little well, half Yeah,
0: that's yeah. a good compromise. Yeah. Um, I was just gonna say to you, why don't you just stick it into the garage? But that I recalled it's still really hot there, so that yeah. doesn't work. In the middle I of mean, the desert.
1: It gets it gets into the low 40s at night, but like it doesn't. Uh, you know, no, it's not gonna it's not gonna chill it down.
0: Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, anyway, I just wanted to quickly mention that uh, this morning we had episode six of Sound Off um, that went live. Um, it's on the resilience of entertainment and effective promotions in your center. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, give it a little look, see and listen. Um, I thought it was a really great episode, with Kevin.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, that's great. Okay. Yep.
0: Um, okay. All right. Well, let's get on with things. Um, Okay, so you know what? In the past, we've talked about Chaos carts and how we just think it's the coolest product. Or I think we, ta- I know we've talked about it once on the show and I know we talk about it all the time, but I don't we know how talk much we lot, talk, yeah. actually talk about it on the show. Um, but anyway, I, in my mind, I just thought it would be fair if we actually brought up the other uh, augmented reality karting uh, company called Battle Karts, um, because they do something that's a little bit different than Chaos. So Chaos, um, really, it feels really immersive, but I think it's just more about driving around the track, you know, and playing around with hitting people with bombs and different things like that. Now, Chaos offers, or, or sorry, Battle offers the same kind of things, um, but the they also have other games inside of what they offer. And I thought that was really cool. So I'm just going to pull some pictures up here so we can take a peek. Now, if you're familiar with Chaos, you'll look at Battle and go, oh, I can totally see the differences. Like, to me, I think that's more looks more like the inside of an arcade game where chaos is a little more artsy ish if i don't know if that's the right way to explain yeah, or it like
1: brighter colors more neon colors where this looks a little bit yeah. more like yeah you're you're like playing in like a super mario kart game frankly or something yeah, else.
0: yeah totally and he, you can see and uh one of the rockets coming to hit one of these go-karts here so it hit him he'd lose some points and the person that shot the market would get points from it right um and so that's super fun and i think that's very similar to chaos but what they also have, which I thought was super cool, is a bunch of games. So this one here, this is a picture of battle color, they call it. And this is where you drive on the track. Your team has a certain color and you're trying to drive on the track and get as much color of your color onto the track as possible before you time out. Now, this picture doesn't really do it justice, but, I, you know, on the wall there, you can kind of see the different teams and you can see the different colors on their carts as they're driving around on the track. Um, then in this one, this one looks super fun. This is called Battlesnake. This is where you drive around and try to create the longest snake that you can. Now, obviously, it's Funified. This is my new name, Funified. Okay, this is going to be the word of the year this year, Funified, 2024, Funified. Um, so you drive around and you try to build this snake, but you have to collect different things to be able to do it. And I think that if you if somebody runs over your tail or something, you can lose parts of your snake. So this looks super fun and interesting, too. Then this next one here, this one is called Battle Virus. And you can see the virus germ kind of in the bottom corner. And the idea is that you have to fight off this virus with the rockets and the bombs before it attacks you. So if you touch the virus or something like that, I believe it turns your cart off so that you can't drive anymore, which, again, what another surprise fun element to the game. And then you have and, to put
1: on a mask like COVID.
0: Right. Exactly. That's right. Right. Um, yeah, some some steam comes out of the top of the ceiling or something. Um, OK, then this one, this is called a battle pool, and it's like being on the world's biggest pool table. So you can see they're hitting pool Uh, balls into holes um, along this table here Uh, very interesting I think that would be super cool super super cool Um, and then they've also customized for the holiday season so here you can see pictures of Christmas Wonderlands and Santas and uh, snowmen and everything and um, uh, yeah I just and I just think that they've done a really good job Um, the other piece that I really loved is that they do a picture after you've done your racing so you can go you can pick your frame They take your picture, they post it on a calendar on their website so you can go back in time and you can take a free snapshot. They don't put battle carts all across it so that you have to buy it. Um, And it's just showing all these people having a super amount of fun. Now, I went to my birthday last week just to see how many people were having fun at this particular location. Um, But uh, I I thought this was super neat and what a great way to, you know, memorialize your experience that you had at battle carts.
1: Yeah, I like it. Um, And I do like the fact that Because I don't remember this in kiosk carts, uh, at least from the pictures that we've seen, because we haven't actually had a chance to experience either one of these two things, even though like, and even though we love them so much, um, but I love the the projection mapping on the walls as well and the scoreboard that's digitally projected on the walls. Yes. I really don't remember think that chaos cards had that component. And so uh, this is definitely one that we're gonna have to go check out and try out, especially as it relates to, you know, I know we wanna have we probably wanna have some sort of interactive carding inside the venue yes. that we're we're working on. Um and you know, we've obviously got to try a number of the different types that are out there and there may be others, but these two chaos carts and battle Cards, certainly are the two leaders right now. Yeah. and uh, out there but I, I love the different gaming component to their to their stuff mm-hmm. make it
0: super fun right super fun now i mean chaos carts as i understand only has one location currently uh but battle carts has quite a few and I, I don't know the number but i mean i think we're into the teens at this point um and they're yeah. mostly in through or well, they're all in through europe right now so yeah, yeah. definitely we're, we're headed there we're going for a visit we're all we're right. coming yes. we're coming <laughs> yes.
1: phantom peak and battle carts there yes, we go uh, well, so one of the things that we've talked about on the show before is Camp. And we've talked, so Camp, they launched in 2018, which is kind of crazy considering the type of impact they've already had on the retail industry and the retailtainment industry. So they basically create immersive retail experiences, and they've done this for, Uh, a number of different brands, um, actually a number of different Disney brands and then just other brands as well. Um, And they have eight locations that they operate right now in like all of your major cities, Atlanta, Boston, Chicago, et cetera, Uh, Dallas, LA, New York, and um, and then I think like one or two other locations as well in Texas besides Dallas. Um, But anyway, so they've operated a number of these different pop-up locations. But one of the things they just recently done is announced a partnership now that they have with Marriott Bonvoy. And they're creating what's called their camp club, which will be the the first location will open in spring of 2024 at Marriott in Cancun. So Marriott, like these are like the the, bigger vacation resorts. Like, so not just every Marriott that you see is going to have a camp, obviously a a camp, a camp club, but the guests are going to enjoy themed environments. That's one of the things they do really well. Uh, Guided arts and crafts workshops. Again, this is another component of camp. I'll pull up like a, you know a little video, or, you know not a video, but a, a slide here. Like this is an example of one of the camp studios. This is um, not the particular camp club, but like they always have little activities, crafts that you can do so that you can like decorate your yourself in the theme of whatever camp you're in. And then they're going to have other hands-on experiences like slime making lessons and different things like that. And this is really targeted at kids that are like, you know, kids like this age all the way through tweens. So like that low, like 11, 12 year old um, age, and then just other interactive games and storytelling. And so pretty cool partnership. Uh, you know, good job to camp for getting that deal with Maria Bonvoy. But I think this is what we're going to continue to see is these little mini experiences popping up, you know, in hotels, like we've been talking about experiences who are adding hotels next to their property, we're now going to see, I think, these hotels adding these types of interactive experiences, and almost like location based experiences and, and um, entertainment within their facility as well.
0: Sure. I mean, I, I, this is a this is a big deal, actually, when you think about it, because with if you're a family, and you're trying to make a choice of the best hotel to go to, you want to go someplace that's kid friendly, and that there's an option to like, Find some space to, you know, cool them down, get their energy out, give them an activity that kind of takes the stress off of you when you're traveling because it can be so intense. Right. So I think it's brilliant. Totally brilliant.
1: Yep. 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 Absolutely.
0: Awesome. Well, speaking of other things that are brilliant or um, plushy I guess. <laughs> um, let's talk about toys for a second. Now, uh, toy sales actually were down this year. So about 8%. Um, however, that being said, plush sales were up 4% according to the wall street journal. Now here's the catch though. Plush sales have been on the rise, but not for kids, but for adults. Uh, They're seeing big sales from a new category they call Kidults, uh, Chasing After Childhood Nostalgia. And that's because everyone loves a plushie toy, a soft, nice, cozy plushie toy, right? Um, They're great because they're collectible. Think like old sticker collections. I know Brennan and I both used to have some of those. Um, They're nostalgic. They remind you of the good old days, you know, like, holy moly. I remember when the Cabbage Patch Kid Rage came out and I was like hunting down my Cabbage attached Kid, like, you know, so reminds the people of that kind of stuff. It taps into these habit buying um, emotions for consumers. So uh, let's think like, you know, Beanie Babies, um, you always wanted to collect the next one. Or um, for me, that my favorites were the Starbucks bears, the Brista bears that would come out. I always had to get the new bear that came out. Um, so spending a lot of money on that. Um, But many people are struggling from anxiety, loneliness, and sensory issues right now. And so these plushies actually are these nice little soft, cuddly things that offer moments of comfort for people rather than getting one of those expensive uh, pain in the butt comfort animals, (laughs) which I shouldn't say that. I know a lot of people have these comfort animals and they love them, but this is a great way to find, you know, um, some relief without having to pay the cost of actually taking care of an animal. Now, um, the the toy industry has actually uh, termed the coin as kidulting, And here I'm going to share some pictures um, of some of these. Everybody knows these cute little squishy mellow guys, right? Um, but they've they've coined this term anyway, kidulting, where d- adults seek out products that remind them of their youth. And the manufacturers are all in it on this right now by making these uh, stuffies softer and squishier than ever. So marshmallow uh, or squishmallow stuffies being the prime example here. Um, here's. Here's uh, another brand that's doing some really cool soft, um, things. They're called fluffies and this is a really terrible picture. I'm so sorry, but what they do is they create a stuffy and then they put like this hair all around it and you get to pull the hair off of it and actually design and see what the surprise stuffy looks like underneath it. They're really interesting. Um, then there's, um, I mean, Squishmallows is working with different brands and different IP right now. So uh, there is the uh, Hello Kitty Squishmallows and other brands popping up all over the place, um, as well as pet beds in the Squishmallow brand, which I think is absolutely nuts. Um, you know, uh, also... You know, I guess, I, I guess, I guess the thing at the end of the day is, what does this mean for us? Um, we need to get our hands on some of these squishmallows and all these other unique things. Get them on our walls, get them into our stores, and market them like crazy on social media, right? Um, I think it's going to be super important. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway yeah. there's last question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, last question for everybody is who did it better, <laughs> the squishmallow guy or Et.
1: Yeah, E. T. for sure. Um, but clearly this is uh, you know, not like the, the actual ET closet because uh, you know, I think yeah. Stitch did not exist back then, but uh you know, and neither did the dog. That's actually I stuffed know. in it the it isn't, uh, The dog it? is pretty funny. Yeah, um, the dog but that's is. awesome. Uh, yeah, no question. The squishmallows are the rage, and and I think it was one of the most heavily visited booths probably on the expo floor as well at IAPA. So uh, definitely, and and my I, I know she's not an adult, but my daughter has a big pile of squishmallows on on her dresser as well, and like she likes to collect them. So uh, definitely, I can see the the popularity there.
0: Well, and I had no idea until I started diving into it, like how many varieties of Squishmallows that were like, I thought they were just the ones that you got in the box when you went to Costco, (laughs) honestly, and maybe just some of the other big ones you see kicking around. But there are tons of them. Like one of the guys I was reading about, he's got over 400 different ones in his collection. So that's massive, 400 different stuffies. I can't even imagine how much money is accumulated in stuffies in his room right now. (laughs) Nice. yeah
1: for sure and i'm actually kind of surprised that they they haven't gone and done like the a reverse nft on all of the squish at some oh, level fair. like you know like you know veggie penguins went the other way right they started as an nft and then they're creating their mm-hmm. their stuff but like um yeah I, I think there's a probably some sort of opportunity there to uh, to leverage all the different characters that they have as of some form of like nft for capital raising or whatever but um anyway, We've talked about the UK, some of the stuff happening, you know, with battle carts out in the UK. Well, you know, the, there's actually a number of things that are that are out there, and one of the things we've noticed is that the tons of mini golf. Like, I don't know what it is about, um, you know, people in the UK or in Europe, maybe in general, but certainly the UK, like they love their mini golf, and they have all different variants of mini golf. And we've covered a lot of different, uh, a lot of the different types that are there. But this is the first time I've come across one. It's an Asian-inspired adventure golf. Uh, format. It's called Put Put Noodle, and um, basically they have uh, they have three other locations. Their fourth lo- location is just opening now in Bedford, and they have all sorts of different Asian inspired cocktails. They have bubble tea. They actually work with a local group, um, but then in addition to that, they they have three like Asian inspired golf courses as well. So there's Dragon Quest, and um, you know, these are all nine hole courses. And they, what I like about their courses as well is that not only do they they have them you know, pretty well themed, like they're still like, look, it's still at the end of the day, like a, a prop themed mini golf. So it's not high tech. There's no like automated scoring. It's it's low tech mini golf, but high highly themed. But I also like they have other, ele- other sensory elements as well. So they have fog, they have smells. So they actually have um, scents that are emitted in each one of the courses that are different. So this one happens to emit the smell of the ocean. Uh, They have the Crouching Tiger. And uh, so you're going to find Buddhas and pandas. And um, again, like, you know, you're kind of exploring the wilderness and some smells there. And then this one has a sweet jasmine fragrance in the air. And so this is their cherry blossom. I I wish they could find like a cherry scent, you know, like a cherry blossom scent would be pretty amazing. But this one actually has some water, uh, like, like actual streams and fountains and water features built into it as well. You know, then because it's Asian inspired, of course, they've got to have karaoke. So they have K- these things called K-Pods, which you know, have 45,000 songs in there and allow you to go in and have pictures and everything else. And, uh, and so you've got your karaoke, you've got your mini golf, you've got your cocktails, and then you've got your robotic geisha uh, who is going around and bringing your food to you. So we've talked about these. Like I'm a little bit like I'm a little bit creeped out whenever there's open food, but they have some that actually close off now. But I did like the little approach that they took by putting the little cat ears, which again is like a little Asian wink, you know, nod to to uh, to the Asian culture, uh, depending on which culture. But then they have the sushi, and one of the things they decided is like they're not going to actually do their own food and beverage. So they actually par- uh, partnered with Yumi Sushi uh, to provide, like oh, I shouldn't say food. They do their own beverage provide high quality sushi and food and, and on that side. So they don't actually provide their own menu. And then the last thing is everybody gets a fortune cookie and in the fortune cookie, there's dares, there's extra things to do, like winning free drinks, or you could serenade the reception team for free golf. And then the cookies are tasty too. So it's like little truth or dare type things inside of each one to dry, to add an extra little uh, experiential element to the overall experience. So I thought they were doing a great job and totally unique theme for mini golf.
0: That's really cool that they tie the fortune cookies into the actual visit and they activate an experience or get them to do something while they're there. That's unique. I've never heard of that before. Cool.
1: No, no, yeah. No, definitely never idea. heard that before. Yeah, for sure.
0: That's a really great idea. And you said that was their fourth location op- that's opening up right now. Is that
1: this is right? their fourth location. They're all in the UK right now, spread throughout, um, you know, one in London and then, you know, one in uh, the newest one is in Bedford.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that would be smart, actually, to hire out an actual true sushi sushi kitchen to do your sushi because sushi is really hard to do right, right, and really hard to do well. So you don't want to be messing around with that kind of stuff, right?
1: Oh, for mm-hmm. sure, yeah, yeah, and especially if, the, if that, if they have a brand, like they promote it, like it's as a, it's something that we should know. And I imagine if you're in the UK, you know, Yumi Sushi probably, so right. it's like, oh yeah, cool, I can go and get that sushi there.
0: Okay. Love it. I love it. Um, okay. Now, speaking of not messing around with stuff, um, I found this guy that does not mess around with weddings, and I just had to share some pictures of this. Like uh, my mind was boggled. I was wowed. Uh so let me just uh bring this on screen to share with you this picture or some of these pictures. Um, okay, so this is uh come on up. Here we go. Okay, so this is uh walded. Baz, I want to call him, well Baz. he's created a company called Baz Events, and what they do is they create mind-blowing weddings. Now, when I say mind-blowing, I'm about to show you some pictures. So here is one of the first weddings. Now, remember, this, isn't, this is a room that does not exist. They come in, they find the space, and they create these rooms uh, to do these weddings in. Um, Are
1: you seeing that they, I'm sorry, real quick, because we didn't yeah. talk, I didn't catch that for or, like, they don't do the floors, like the floors don't exist either, or they're creating the flooring. They
0: come in and they recreate. Now I, I was, you know what, I will take that back. I'm sure maybe potentially in some of their scenes, or some of their uh, event spaces, some of that stuff does exist. But to me, it sounds like they're recreating everything from scratch, they come into an empty box, and they do wow. everything. So when you start looking at some of these pictures, and you're just, it's kind of mind boggling to see all the effort that goes into what a four hour event, something that happens in the evening for your wedding, and maybe some pictures inside as well. Um, So there's another one. Uh, This one, I mean, it's, it's mind blowing, the use of colors and the use of uh, uh, foliage and the seating and the layout is absolutely nuts. And I I can't even imagine the cost of something like this. Like it kind of makes me I mean, I, I just could never justify doing it obviously, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> None. but they are absolutely gorgeous. Now, uh, this company actually started its journey in 2009 and Baz stands out as one of the top wedding planners in the world. Um, he's recognized currently as a primary expert in this field. I mean, his events are just extravagant, amazing. They're, they're really private events built for royalty. Um, obviously, uh, those are the people that can afford it, uh, uh, and some of these projects just take months and months to create. So it's not something that, you know, they come in the night before and they're putting everything up. Um, there's planning, there's coordinating, obviously. And uh, it's almost like creating a true event space or an event building, like an FD, small little FEC for you to go um, and have a beautiful dinner in.
1: Yeah. Well, and the thing, the thing about these is is it's not just the layout and the design and the, you know, the overall theming, but it's the execution of the event as well. So like, you cannot leave that up to anybody else. Like clearly he has his own staff or, you know, like everything has to be perfectly executed. It's like almost like a whole showrunner. That's running a show like as if this is a full on full blown production, um, you know, from music to to servers and everything else. And so, yeah, pretty pretty incredible considering these things are basically pop up experiences that last half a day and that's it. That's right. Um, That's right. And yeah, and and so certainly a lot to learn when it comes to execution, theme, and like just flawlessness and and just a focus on execution. There, that's pretty pretty freaking cool. Yeah,
0: pretty amazing stuff. Anyway,
1: all right, well. That wraps up our daily show for today. So this is, as usual, CB and BW signing off. Stay tuned and keep kicking ass.
0: Yeah. Thanks for joining us today, guys.